This is Jana Wild and Cat Hawk, and, and together, together we're seeking, seeking the middle path. Today we are seeking the middle path on honor thy father and thy mother, mm-hmm. the commandment <laughs> that every Christian is taught. How do you honor your parents if they're they've been extremely abusive to you? And it's almost this being stuck in this pattern or cycle or needing to still like be in their presence, even though they're even as an adult, they're being abusive towards you. And it's not great for your well-being. So what do you do? So many people in our generation are really struggling with parental relationships and Mm -hmm just familial and and if it's not healthy how do you handle that and there's this feeling almost that like family trumps all like blood is thicker than water right and and so it's your family yeah family can can be tough but but you only get one mother you only get one father and then it's further solidified that shame mm-hmm. by this scripture honor thy father and thy mother that thy days may be long upon the land. And so not only is our culture, you know, telling us that we're not allowed to cut off family or even not honor them, but so is God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of a tough one when you start um, seeking maybe growth or mental health or trying to figure out um, like where abuse has happened in your life. And a lot of it, it always begins in childhood. The trauma is there yeah. from childhood. And um, yeah, me personally, it was always a battle trying to understand uh, the difference between like loving my father and honoring him, but then absolutely wanting him to have nothing to do with him. Because every time I was around him, I was just extremely triggered uh, by his um, abuse, mental abuse, just even his be- behavior was uncomfortable and uh well and within you know the christian context so often um there is abuse even maybe if it's not intentional just because a lot of these really strict i mean just look at the jehovah's witnesses right Mm -hmm. the the baptists the mormons which is what we know and the parents are being taught like abuse patterns all the, and they're presented that it's good parenting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beating your kid with a horse whip. Yeah. Good job. Shaming your child, you know, yeah, threatening shame. them with, with hell or that Jesus isn't going to love him or that we're not going to love you. You know, if you're gay or um, <laughs> if you if have a teen pregnancy. Yeah. If you're any, if you do anything outside of the boundaries of what you're taught in your religion, then you're shamed. And then I think what's, could be one of the hardest things that parents do is they disown you. I've heard of stories of that just from like someone make like a teen pregnancy, something as just like innocent. I guess that could be a big thing, but also it can be not that big too. If you have the right support in your family. Isn't that interesting that Mm -hmm. parents are allowed to disown their children, Mm -hmm. but if a child decides they're done with their parents, they are shamed so heavily. Like, how dare you disown us? Like, we are your parents. We brought you here. 
<laughs> yeah. And I think there's this fear in our culture among the elderly, you know, mm-hmm. that generation um, that they will end up alone. And yeah. there's almost this idea that the whole reason I had kids is so that someone would take care of me in my old age. And now <laughs> they're all jumping ship. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's hard when, um, like I have found with myself is like, as I've like tried to figure out um, the way some of the abuse I grew up with as a child or abandonment issues or like just reflecting on myself. And a lot of it is turned back to my parents. It's challenging when you're approaching this even to them. And if they can't even as adults, like work on this with you, you do, you have to kind of just like walk away. It's there. If they're not helping you to have a happier and healthier life, you have to like come to that point where it's like, is it healthy for me to have a relationship with my parents? Yeah. Well, and I think that our parents, our generation's parents tend to be from the fifties and Mm sixties. And there's very much this strong culture of, we don't talk about things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is a family matter. And whereas our generation is all like mental health and mm-hmm. wellness and trying to figure out myself, you know, I'm hitting my thirties. It's that time. And yeah, we are living that generation where it's like better quality of life. How do, how do I get out of this depression and anxiety? I don't want to be my parents. How do I like change things? Yeah. And you don't realize as you start to do it, like, wow, there's a lot there. And it's, uh, and it's, yeah, yes, it is towards your parents and they, they have what they have, you know, they grew up with what they grew up, but when they can't soften or be humble by their mistakes and try to like improve themselves to, so they can have a healthy relationship with you, you have to just make that choice of maybe it's better. I just maybe keep our conversations or our visitations limited. Yeah, I don't, or, I don't, you know, I, depending, mm-hmm. you just might not have a relationship at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think that's been really, really hard for, uh, like, our parents' generation. Like, what's going on? Why are our kids being this way? Yeah, yes. don't they know they're supposed to honor us, you know? <laughs> yeah. But that, that also brings me back to the word honor. Like, what does that mean? And, and there is almost this feeling of, if you're honoring someone, you're not allowed to speak poorly of them you're mm-hmm. not allowed to bring up those things you're not allowed to talk back or or whatever you want to call it disrespect um it, it kind of limits what you're able to speak of in the relationship mm-hmm. you grew up in a very fundamental christian household and there's probably abuse whether it was intentional or not and then you you have to honor them. <laughs> and like we were just talking about with mental health, you know, so much of it is about telling your story and and being open and having communication and like talking about the past and talking about what's happened, but you're mm-hmm. not allowed to talk about yeah. that. It's kind of funny how you say that. A lot of people we've worked on or people that I've interacted with that um, maybe have left a, a Christian uh, belief system, it, it really, Mormonism, I'll just say it because that's what we're surrounded by. It, it is, it's really, <laughs> we specialize in Mormonism, <laughs> although yeah. this applies to a lot of, you know, 
faiths. Yeah. I have found that them, like they can, they can go to a therapist. They can talk about things. They can, they can talk to like maybe their ex spouse. They can talk to their children or or friends about the abuse that they've experienced from them and and ask for boundaries. But going to the parents is the hardest one and trying to use your voice. It's like your voice almost closes up. And a lot of them say, well, I don't think they'll listen. I don't even think they'll listen to what I have to say or yeah. And And they probably are, are right. I think that most of them don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and not even to be overly harsh on them. I think that's just the conditioning they've received mm-hmm. and they never did it with their parents. And so why are their kids doing it to them? Uh, yeah. They're like, what are you doing? Why are we talking about these things? I don't want to talk about the past. <laughs> and didn't I feed you? Didn't I uh-huh. clothe you? Didn't you always have like a warm home? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that they did make sacrifices to provide those things. And they, they feel like just because they provided the material things, um, they deserve honoring, mm-hmm. you know, um, that you shouldn't complain about the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the, men, the mental health is pretty, pretty new. <laughs> yeah. And, and if you're, you know, talking about imbu- abuse that wasn't intentional, which probably is most abuse, um, then you have, you're coming against challenging them probably on their spiritual beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you guys did this because you believed it was right, but it really hurt me. And then that's going to bring up their own defenses around their religion and their beliefs in God. Yeah. And we don't, you, you know, how dare you do that? <laughs> <laughs> nobody likes, nobody likes to have their faith questioned. <laughs> yeah. And nobody likes the person that's pointing out that it's not all pretty. And so when you become that person in your family system, then everybody's kind of like, geez, why are you making this all less fun? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It gets really uncomfortable. There's a lot of walls that that are being put up and a lot of, or confrontation or just maybe the silent treatment. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So then, so then where do you go from there? Where do you go from there when it's like, you've tried to communicate with your family on how, how you feel. Maybe this well, is like the it, first time you brought it up too. Like you're the first person in the family. Here's another thing too. Um, do you try to communicate it? Cause like you said, a lot of people are like, I don't think they'll even listen. Mm-hmm. And I think there are some types of abusive situations where it actually makes things worse to talk to the abuser. Like, it's going to bring on more abuse. That's true. So I guess depending on how you feel and how um, the abuse was, how significant it was, that's um, kind of your choice. You can kind of like play with the conversation. And if it's something that you just keep hitting a wall, it's um, maybe a time to know when to walk away for a little bit. Give yourself some space. Yeah, maybe that's a good starting place. Mm -hmm. is put down those boundaries Mm -hmm. of I'm taking a little bit of space from the family Mm -hmm. and see how you feel. You know, do you feel better? Like, is the anxiety lessening? Are you processing stuff? Um, See even how your family reacts by you um, pulling away a little bit. That that will usually give you quite a few. um, (laughs) that, That can give you some answers right there just by seeing how they react to you needing space. A good way um, to test a a situation for its toxicity 
is how does it respond to you having boundaries for your own personal health? Mm-hmm. And yeah, if you it can't should. respect that, then it's very toxic. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, I've experienced in my own personal life as um, I've done this with people or um, sometimes some family members. It's um, actually been quite shocking to me how they've reacted. And it's, and it's, oh, wow, that kind of surprised me and hurt. But it also has helped reveal um, the deeper problems <laughs> that's going on. And that I, even though it's challenging, it's painful. I know I'm I'm doing the right thing for me. Yeah, in in my family system, um, there's very much a feeling of we don't talk about those things, mm-hmm. and I think that I think that's a northern white European thing. But I also think that it's very much common in in like Christian conservative families that we well, just don't say things. Yeah. It's almost like if we don't talk about the abuse, then it's never happened. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just brush it under the rug. <laughs> well, and I don't know if it's so much that they think they're hiding abuse or not. I think it's more that they just are conflict avoidant and they mm-hmm. feel very uncomfortable with feelings of anger or um, being called out or aggression. You know, like it, they just there's almost like a emotional immaturity there mm-hmm. um, where it's hard to have really honest, vulnerable conversations. And where, when you don't have honest, vulnerable conversations, then you don't develop the skill. Yeah. It's almost like you always stay stuck in, in a childlike phase in your life. Like you may be adult, but you're like emotionally always immature when it comes to like talking about these things. And you can kind of see the way they react. They kind of usually get really angry or start to cry. Yeah. There's a defensiveness that goes up. Like, how dare you? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, whereas I, I feel like if you have practiced having vulnerable conversations and uncomfortable conversations, then you learn to reflect more mm-hmm. on what you're feeling and react less. Yeah. Yes. Well said. <laughs> and, and so um, I think that I have found it difficult because it, there are so many things that have been unsaid and so many things that need to be discussed that have just been in the undercurrents, but it's very difficult to discuss those things. Yeah, where do you even? It's like where do you even start when there's like so much there? Yeah, yeah, and um, and so that makes, like you said, talking with family about these things very difficult. And I think that it's always a good idea to test that, um, to experiment with the like creating space for yourself, to test the waters maybe with a few people that you are very close to, like if you have mm-hmm. any super close relationships to, to be able to ha- try having conversations, but ultimately it's, it's okay to just walk away if you need to, like that's allowed. You're allowed to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really hard when it's like your parents or siblings, people that you just have like a deep natural, like love for, cause they're, they are blood, they're family most of the time. Well, you and we romanticize it, it. like mm-hmm. we have Father's Day and we have Mother's Day and we have all mm-hmm. these family holidays and and you're, you know, people are always posting pictures online of their happy family or how close they are to their mom or you know how they couldn't 
get by without their dad. And it's just, if you don't, it, it creates this feeling of something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something's wrong with me. Maybe it should be, um, the new thing should be honor thyself and honor our feelings or, you know, it shouldn't be like honoring thy mother and father. It's like in a family, it's like, how about we just start honoring ourselves individually and honoring how we all feel like we're all different. Um, yes, we are blood, but we all come into this world very, very different and unique. And if we can't honor that, and if we can't honor how we all have feelings, it's like, we're yeah. instead we're instead of being individual, we're just like all blended together. <laughs> well, and you don't have children to create obligation. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because you know you birthed and raised someone does not create obligation. You know, you chose to do that of your own free will to experience being a parent and experience that whole process like that's that's part of your story this isn't a monetary exchange where i did x y and z and now you owe me this well but i also think in like the mormon culture too like being raised and being taught like you're here to like have have as many kids as possible so i almost feel like they kind of do it without really thinking and realizing wow there's actually a lot here taking care of all these kids so I think there's a there can be resentment in the parents too. So that kind of plays into that. Yeah, like maybe you had kids even though you didn't want to. Mm-hmm. Or you had more kids than you wanted to. And that would feel like obligation. I mean, that's a huge sacrifice, mm-hmm. a, you know, loss of bodily autonomy, a loss of d- dreams probably or personal ambitions and mm-hmm. then when your kids don't even want anything to do with you, well that just is the icing on the cake. <laughs> Yeah. And then you're, there's like, probably is a bunch of feelings of like anger and resentment. It's like, I did all this for you and I'd even want to do it. And you don't respect me and you don't honor me. Well, I think that's where it's like, again, instead of like doing what we're obligated to do in a, in a religion, it's like stepping outside of that. Okay. Maybe I'm asking way too much for people, of people, but, and it's like, what is it I actually want to do? You know, outside of the box, what do I want to do? Yeah. Maybe the root of this problem is mm-hmm. that they didn't honor themselves, mm-hmm. that they didn't honor what they wanted, mm-hmm. like genuinely wanted from life. Yeah. And instead they just followed the rules. Yeah. And yeah. What, what's been passed down. <laughs> and, you know, they were promised a bill of goods. They were promised if they had kids, these kids mm-hmm. would love them and take care of them and they would not die alone and they would, you know, have family and grandchildren around them. But the truth is you kind of weren't that nice. <laughs> you we weren't that nice. No. Yeah. And I think as the these next generations, like our generation and maybe our kids' generation starts really looking into themselves and um taking care of themselves more mentally versus what like we, we grew up with our parents we might we might start seeing a different uh, family dynamics well and i know like with my own kids and i was in abusive marriage for the first 10 years of my oldest son's life and so i know i know there's stuff there i know there's mm-hmm. things i did that were unacceptable. And, um, I know there were things that happened to him that were unacceptable. 
as a result of that situation. And, you know, I can, I have my own story about mm-hmm. why I was felt stuck, why I was in that place. Um, but I'm sure when he reaches this age, he's going to need to talk about it, whether it's on social media or in therapy and journaling or with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm open to that because I recognize that even if I had done everything perfectly, exactly how I envision being mm-hmm. a mother in my mind, that he would have things he needed to process and talk about that yeah. impacted him negatively. And he is allowed to do that. And I want him to yeah, do that. because it's his story. That's his journey. That's what's that's what's made him who he is. And I think that's what's the difference between like us now raising our children is I feel like my kids could come out and tell me the ugliest things I've done to them and be like, I know I, I did. And I'm let's talk about it instead of like hiding in a closet and acting like, Oh no, that Nope. I I'm just victim. And those things, things were hard for me and you, we shouldn't talk about it. And how dare you be bringing it up. That was so hard mm -hmm, on me. mm -hmm, Yeah. Um, It's almost like a, I think a trigger when maybe you in your emotional growth and development step beyond where your parents have been. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah. the fact that, you know, you're doing this work, this introspection, this healing work that they've never done mm-hmm. is a, it, it brings something up and they're just like, no, stop. Like, don't go there. We don't go there. Like I've spent my entire life not going there. <laughs> I can imagine. Well, cause you know, like our parents' generation is in their sixties. So imagine like 60 years of never, ever going there. Ne- never feeling those things. Never trying not to think things. about those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's got would be intense. That would be a lot, but it's but it's never too late. Yeah, and that and that's just an excuse too. Yeah, and I think that we see that sometimes too. That when a kid starts to look at the family, look at the family issues, and heal that, it starts to help the parent. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. they do say yes to that invitation, and they start down that road as well. Yeah, which I think is really cool. It's really cool if um, the parents are brave enough to to go down that road with their kids. Yeah. Yeah. And so I I think like if this is something you're dealing with and you're you're trying to figure out how to navigate, do I keep a relationship with my parents? Do I honor my parents? You know, how do I honor them and honor myself? Mm -hmm. Um, I think giving yourself space is a really good first step. Yeah, the space is good. Yeah. And then um, based on the reaction you get from that, I think you either try to have a very honest conversation. I know. I mean, it's you, terrifying. You, it is. And you can even like try that one conversation and that conversation can kind of tell you a lot where you're going to go. Well, and you know, you're allowed to just write it in a letter. Mm-hmm. And then I think once you write the letter, you know, if you'll know if you want to send it or not. Um, so you, you, you don't have to like do it face to face, like mm-hmm. whatever. It doesn't make you a coward. You know, you're allowed to respect your needs in, on your healing journey. So I think a letter is fine if that feels more comfortable or, or even an email or a phone call, if you don't want to do it face to face with them. Um, or you might just be like, Wow. Now that I've had a little space from them, I know without a doubt, I do not want them in my life. And you are allowed to just like 
cut them off completely. That doesn't make you a bad child, a bad son, a bad daughter. No, it doesn't. And sometimes in order for you to like have a, to live a healthy life, you have to just do that. Uh, It's okay to cut out the toxic people in your life. It is. And it's, it's really painful. These familiar relationships. I mean, they're, they're ingrained in all of our childhood trauma, all of our development, all of like our unconscious stories. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it is really painful to cut off family, but it's can also be deeply, deeply healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And again, like what we said earlier, like just you just trying to cut them off just to kind of see how they react and how you feel during that process will give you quite a few answers. Well, I hope that this was useful, this short little podcast today to anyone that is struggling with the scripture, honor thy father and thy mother. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us today at The Middle Path. You can find out more about Kat and Diana at thewildbliss.com and facebook.com slash thewildbliss.com.